Good morning. Welcome to Devotions for Worship. I'm Pastor Eric Tritton, and today is Tuesday, May 5th. We begin today by remembering our baptism. In Acts 2, verse 38, Peter speaks to the crowd and he says, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. So baptism, it gives forgiveness, and it also gives the gift of the Holy Spirit, which he's the person of the Trinity who creates faith in us. And so in that faith that we've received as a gift, trusting in the forgiveness of sins that we receive as a gift, we make the sign of the cross and say, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. We pray. O Lord, in the morning you hear my voice. In the morning I turn my thoughts to you to remember your love and faithfulness as I begin a new day. Thank you for keeping us safe through the night. Please let me recognize today as a blessing from you and the events of the day as a divine appointment to exercise my faith in you. Please give me peace and joy and help me to live in such a way that my attitude and actions reflect that I am your child, adopted into your family through Jesus, in whose name I pray. Amen. We confess our Christian faith using Luther's explanation to the first article of the Creed. I believe that God has made me and all creatures, that he has given me my body and soul, eyes, ears, and all my members, my reason and all my senses, and still takes care of them. He also gives me clothing and shoes, food and drink, house and home, wife and children, land, animals, and all I have. He richly and daily provides me with all that I need to support this body and life. He defends me against all danger and guards and protects me from all evil. All this he does only out of fatherly divine goodness and mercy, without any merit or worthiness in me. For all this it is my duty to thank and praise, serve and obey him. This is most certainly true. Our scripture reading this morning uh, is Psalm 1. Psalm 1 says, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. He's like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither. In all that he does, he prospers. The wicked are not so, but are like chaff that the wind drives away. Therefore the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. The idea of meditation is largely foreign to us modern Christians, which is really unfortunate. Meditation has been a habit of God's people for thousands of years. And I want to return to this point because it's an important habit that has blessed God's people. The psalmist points out that this is part of his habit, and it's the habit of a characteristic of a person who is blessed. The subject of, of that meditation, however, is also very important. The meditation focuses on, the psalm says, God's law. You might recognize the word that is translated as law here. 
That word is Torah. The Torah, however, it's broader than what we would strictly call law. Normally, when we hear the word law, we think of God's commands. We think of sin. We think of condemnation. Uh, there's a great old uh, phrase that describes the law in the theology that says, the law always accuses. And so the law often feels like this great burden that's, that's placed upon us. And, uh, and people's response to the law, in this sense, it, it, it's usually either despair because we, we see that we don't live up to the commands and we don't live up to the law, or some form of self-righteousness, a, a holier-than-thou type of an attitude, both of which are contrary to God's teaching. The concept of the law, as just merely demands, is incomplete. And it certainly would not leave a person feeling happy or blessed. The fullness of God's word, the, the full teaching God gives us in the scriptures contains both law and gospel. The gospel proclaims God's love, forgiveness, mercy, and salvation to us. It reveals God's attitude toward us and shows us that God's desire is not to condemn the world. Indeed, the world's already condemned. His desire is to save the world. And the way that he saves it is by giving his only begotten son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. When you meditate on God's word, when, when you meditate on the law, you let this, this message marinate in your mind and heart. And when that happens, you begin to see the whole scope of God's message. The history of the creator and his creatures the sorrowful tale of sin and rebellion, the amazing account of God's compassion, patience, love, and sacrifice to save and redeem you. This is a story that changes you when you take it to heart, when you believe the promises connected to it. It transforms you. But wait, doesn't the law teach us to be good? And isn't the, that the reason we should meditate on it? So that, so that we can be good people? We can be righteous? Well, I'll leave this with you. When you consider the law and the gospel, which part focuses on what you do? And which part focuses on what God has done? And at the end of the day, which part of that message do you think has the power to save you? Your attempts at obedience or, or God's work of salvation through Jesus? Which part actually delivers righteousness to you? The things that you do or what Jesus has done for you? This morning as we pray, we'll pray for the government and all those who are in authority. And we'll pray for wisdom, integrity, and courage, and safety for all of our leaders. We pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, we thank you for the gift of government. We don't always agree with the choices that, and decisions that the government makes, but we thank you, Lord, for the, the gift that you intend government to be. And we ask, Lord, for uh, the respect and the, um, the willingness to at, least, to at least show kindness toward our, our governmental leaders, 
to behave charitably toward them. It's a very difficult job, and it's a very heavy task that you have laid upon them. And so we pray for them, and we ask that you would give them wisdom and integrity, that they would have courage and safety, um, that they would have the courage to do what is right. And Lord, as we see the protests that are going on, uh, we ask that you would keep everyone in, in those situations safe, that people wouldn't make ridiculous decisions in their uh, in their protesting. And we, we certainly are thankful that we live in a country, here in the United States anyhow, where we are allowed to speak our minds and we are allowed to complain about our governments. But we ask, Lord, that people would have people would do that in a dignified manner, that they would do it in a way that uh, doesn't harm others. And uh, we ask, Lord, that you would be with the first responders out there in the world, with the police, the firefighters, the EMTs. We pray for all healthcare professionals and for everyone who works for the public good. These are difficult days, and we pray, Lord, that you would intercede and we know that one of the gifts that you give us to protect us and also to make sure that we have uh, freedom and security is the gift of government. And so we ask, Lord, that you would use that gift and that you would help us to be free and safe and healthy and to have the systems in place that we need to live in a just society. We pray these things in Jesus' name, and we are bold to pray as he teaches us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely, and may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. I want to leave you with a question today, and this is something I'm going to try to do a little bit more often, um, but uh, is there a part of God's word that brings you particular comfort and accounts in the, in the scriptures or a verse? If so, what is it? I encourage you to, uh, to share it in the, the comment section below. God bless your day. Um, I hope it's filled with, uh, with all of God's good gifts. And please come back here this evening at the end of the day and join us for an evening devotion. Thank you.